Welcome to Wake Up America with Captain Insano, your first choice for truth, freedom, and the American dream. I am your host, Captain Insano, and I hope you have your seatbelts ready and fastened, because if not, you better buckle up, because today is going to be a wild one. We have emails, we have uh, news about the president, and then we also have... A little bit of a personal anecdote from uh, regarding the city of Minneapolis and some news that's going on there. However, I want to start by answering a couple of questions that are commonly asked. Such as, why does America need to wake up? Didn't America wake up the last election? And why are you so focused on America? Well, the lazy answer would be to tell who people who ask those types of questions, re-listen to the episodes from the beginning, and you'll find the answer within. Because the answer is there. You just have to pay attention. This isn't a uh, leave on in the background kind of podcast. There's things layered in. Not, it's not subliminal messaging. It's just uh, you have to pay attention or else you're going to miss something. Another question that has been asked. Why do you advertise trucks? Aren't you opposed to drugs? Or aren't drugs bad? Well, if you listen to the context of the episode, and then you listen to who the advertiser is, outside of cases where I'm plugging uh, other other content creators or doing a cross-promotion, other than that, if you listen to the advertiser and the content of the episode, there is a correlation. In case you haven't noticed, other than my pre-roll ad, and thank you, Anchor, for being a wonderful sponsor, all my ads are fake, or they're cross-promotions or plugs. Those are That's what I do, because the ads are there to give you context clues as to what to listen for. So, that being said... Let's move on with the show. All right, so as many of you are aware, I grew up in Minneapolis. Um, I lived there for the better part of 
20 years. There's a few years in be in the, in that span that I was elsewhere in between, but uh, for almost 20 years I lived in Minneapolis, like 15 out of those 20. So it wasn't consecutive, but that my point being said, I am very familiar with the city. Uh, was around quite a bit. I got to see what some people are trying to call the uh, the downturn of the city and things like that. Since 2019, this is a, a uh, was it since 2019, violent crime has risen 30% and homicides have risen 116%. Now, Representative Ilhan Omar was doing the rounds for media and also at a at a congressional hearing to and also like just doing various you know whatever she wants to do pretty much because she's going to be uh, the representative for that district for life unless she chooses to run for a different office blaming the police for the rise in violence in Minneapolis. Now, anybody who hasn't been to Minneapolis, the easiest way to describe it is as the Midwest San Francisco. Uh, there is a large cross-section of many different cultures uh, and there is a large LGBT community like it's very very diverse uh, another another thing going on in Minneapolis though is that Russians coming in come send, sending drugs down the Mississippi River and selling them in the town like they run St. Cloud and they hire people to sell them in Minneapolis. Minneapolis is roughly as violent a city as Chicago. There's a lot of Chicago transplants that escape Minneapolis escape Chicago go to Minneapolis and it's not much better. That's their own word saying that. The reason that there has been an uptick in violent crime and murder statistically over the course of the last two years uh, is something that's been going on since about tw uh, since I was in high school there I I I graduated in 06 uh, it probably is happening before me but cops would be blamed for literally everything to the point that they would get hit with uh, police brutality without even having laid a finger on somebody because uh, the police union there is very weak. Problem is, they are trained like they are New York City police officers. They act like New York City police officers, and their police union has no power. It does not help that there have been 
a lot of cases in Minneapolis of cops killing innocent civilians, unarmed civilians, and everything else. This is well before George Floyd. This was a common problem in Minneapolis. Um, underqualified, like, underqualified and undertrained police officers being sent to situations that they could not handle and screwing it up. However, to blame the police for an uptick in crime because the police have been handed stand-down orders by the cities because they don't want any more lawsuits is absolutely one of the dumbest things I have ever heard. The city of Minneapolis literally handed stand-down orders to the city police in all of the various boroughs in the area. Saint Paul, city of St. Paul did the same thing. All the suburbs also, same thing. Literally, they are told not to do it. They are literally told not to do anything in active situations unless it is in the process of an arrest that has a full warrant and everything else. So it's waiting till after the fact, which that's. I'm not entirely opposed to police waiting until after the fact to arrest people because their job is to investigate crimes, not to stop them. Now, if we had the proper training and we didn't have, you know, high school bullies that are only going to peak in high school becoming the police force in this country, then it would be one thing to have them trying to stop crimes. But then we have pro people like Derek Chauvin, who are police officers. Those are the type of people that don't need to be showing up to stop crimes in progress. But I digress. They want to create to completely dissolve the police force in the city of Minneapolis and create the Department of Peace. They will have peace officers. They will have mental health professionals. And they will have a dedicated SWAT team if necessary. I don't know how whoever proposed this thinks that this isn't going to lead to a ton of shootouts or uh, these peace officers who aren't going to be armed or these mental health professionals who aren't going to be armed aren't going to be killed. The majority of the problems in Minneapolis are not mental health related when it comes to uh, a lot of the arrests. There is a lot of family problems. And there's a lot of different cultures there who are not fully assimilated into the American lifestyle and they still live as though they were still in their home country. A lot of first generation immigrants still in are, are in Minneapolis, the Minneapolis area. I don't know what they think this is going to solve. But Minneapolis is not the worst choice for the first place to test out this whole defunding the police if they're because they are gung ho progressives are gung ho on doing it, so they got to start somewhere. I guess Minneapolis is gonna be uh, the is gonna be the first place that they really put it to the test. Uh, all my all my friends and family back there, 
Get yourself a gun. Stay safe. Okay, so I said I would talk about Joe Biden and something that he did. Well, it's a couple things that he did, but it's nothing out of the ordinary for him because he has routinely been putting his foot in his mouth for the last five years, but that didn't change him uh, somehow managing to win the election, even though it is obvious that he has dementia. That being said, what he did is going to... uh, have some ramifications in the future. I'm not going to cover all of it, but I'm going to cover two of the more two of the major gaffes that happened. Uh, the first one is doing a public address, and he coughs directly into his right hand, and then immediately. Goes to shake hands with others around him. And I don't know about you, but I'm pretty sure under most circumstances, you don't want to cross the president and avoid shaking his hand regardless of what the potential consequences could be. Now, depending, I not everybody takes COVID ver- seriously. I understand. Not everybody needs to. However, uh, this uh, this problem would be nothing if it wasn't for the fact that Biden mandated full vaccination for all staff at the White House and the Pentagon and other government employees. A couple days ago, one of his cabinet members tested positive for COVID. So he has been around somebody with COVID who is carrying it. It is entirely possible that he is currently carrying it. Even if he doesn't have even if he doesn't have it. And then he coughs directly into his hand and goes and shakes other people's hands. He is willfully being a super spreader. He has vilified so many people for being super spreaders, and then he goes and does it himself. The hypocrisy and the cognitive cognitive dissonance is definitely here. Now, the other one is, this is the most serious, uh, an egregious mistake he made uh, while he was in New Jersey. He was speaking to children at an elementary school. Now, uh, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because I am quite sure that he was trying to tell a joke. However, the age of the kids that he is speaking to, uh, they look to be about eight or nine years old, maybe. Uh, could could have even been younger. Um, kids that age don't really have a very good sarcasm filter or level of discernment on what constitutes a joke. 
Also, the perception of who he currently is as somebody who is borderline brain dead and can't come up with a coherent thought makes it even harder to justify him saying this in a classroom. He has to pick and choose better times and places to make some of the statements he does. Like, for example, him talking about kids picking the hair off of his legs and basically turning it into a Jim Crow level of racist commentary. Now, he tells the children that the majority of his job is trying to avoid the media and avoid answering their questions. Now, I don't know about you, but omitting information is considered by some to be considered lying by omission, which is still lying. He's literally telling children to dance around the truth, manipulate the situation, and avoid being responsible for their own actions. Now, isn't part of the reason America isn't a dumpster fire it is because people are avoiding personal responsibility at any cost? Now, like, we're looking at personal responsibility. Like, I don't know. Joe Biden, personally to me, is a disgrace to America just as the last 10 presidents have been or so. Okay, the last good one we had was killed by the mafia because he's trying to get rid of cronyism and corruption in this country. So go figure. If they're not trying to assassinate the president, they're not doing a good job. And there's only been... They're, okay, let's put it that way. Now, that being said... This isn't the worst thing Joe Biden's done, and I'm sure it won't be the be the last of dumb, stupid things that he does. It's just what we have to be ready to get used to for the next uh, six years. Because there is zero chance he is losing in 2024. So, get used to him being president until 2028. Just be ready for it. Today's episode is also brought to you by our new forums, Encino Island at uh, EncinoIsland.FreeForum.net. It is a free speech haven that you can go to for literally everything. The forums are still in the process of being properly built, but there are still two message boards available for access. There is your general board, which you can post anything. You just have to follow the rules. Then there's the Anything Goes board, where... You can say literally anything. And you don't have to worry about getting banned. It's not Facebook. Be mean to each other. I don't care. Just remember. No illegal content.
All right, final segment of the show today. Uh, we have two emails that I'm going to go over. Now, before I go over both of these directly, uh, I just want to say, you guys really, like, the a few of you, it's not, it's not, it's not the vast majority, but a few of you really need to, uh, utilize the spell check option that's available in every single web browser and email, uh, in existence. It was, uh, rather disconcerting reading some of these emails. Just keep that in mind. Now, first email I'm going to go through. Uh, this is one of those emails that they need to definitely use a spell checker. I had to pretty much paraphrase it because there's amount of four-letter words uh, in it, even though it was a short one. It was a little obsessive. Uh, it's in response to the to uh, the most recent episode when I uh, referenced Brian Laundry. Dear A-Hole Insano, if that is your real name, how dare you disrespect the dead? Brian Laundry's parents are grieving and you insult him and also suggest that they belong in prison and that their son is alive. What would anyone have to gain from faking his death in records? Everyone wants to get to the bottom of poor Gabby's death. How do you know Brian and Gabby weren't murdered like you dismissed on your show? You should be ashamed of yourself. Go fornicate alone. Now, like I said, I paraphrase some of that. And I'm not even going to post their name because... I'm assuming they don't really want their name to be public record. Where do I begin here? Um... All the evidence points to Brian killing Gabby. It doesn't mean that he 100% did, but that's where all the evidence points. And his parents indeed helped him cover, cover it up, hide, among other things, for the time being. At least, uh, they were at least accessories to the fact. They helped a fugitive from justice evade police. That's enough to consider them accessories to murder if they tie Gabby's murder to Brian. At the very least, since now their only key, their only person of interest is dead, at the very least, they aided and abetted a fugitive from justice. That is still prison time. There's, and there is literally, uh, like, they're dead to rights on that fact. Okay, his dad found something that was hiding underneath brush in a park as if it was planted there by someone literally five minutes into the search. Yep, nobody could find Brian for weeks or any of his belongings. But as soon as his parents show up, they find something of his. There is no way that that is a coincidence. Okay, also, nobody would care about either of these two people. If they weren't white and the media wasn't blasting you in the face with it constantly. Why are they and why was this the top story for almost six weeks? 
Well, what was going on at the same exact time as this being the number one news story in America? The Capitol riot hearings. If you want to really learn not to trust the government, go watch the hearings on C-SPAN when they're available, or go find the recaps on YouTube. There are also archives on C-SPAN's website and elsewhere. Gabby and Brian wouldn't have been a news story if there wasn't to sweep under the rug. And one of the things that came from the Capitol riots hearings is people who were at, that went to the riots and participated in the riots, uh, they met with senators and congressmen before it ever happened. Weeks before. They made it clear that they were planning on coming. And then Nancy Pelosi told the Capitol Police to stand down before before the riots happened. It's obvious that there was something going on that it was intended to set up a bunch of people to get arrested to prove a point. But I digress. On to the next email. Captain Insano. America is not going to wake up. It cannot wake up. They're incapable as they are too far gone and indoctrinated via Russian subversion tactics. You're wasting your time on the feeble-minded and should turn your sights on those who are either already woken up to help them get call as a call to action or going after those who wish to sow ruin and chaos. I appreciate the effort and what you're trying to do, but I don't think you're doing anything but confusing small-minded people. Also, as an aside, using America as an allegory for the apocalypse isn't as clever as you think it is. If people were able to understand what you are doing by using America as an allegory for eschatology, they wouldn't need to wake up. Either way, show is alright, worth a good laugh or two an episode, and I appreciate, I really especially appreciated your episode about you crying about your total car getting towed away. Any updates on that? Thanks. Well, you're a jerk, but... Let's go ahead and dive into uh, dive into it. Uh, your statement that America can't won't wake up. It's as if you listen to the show and you hear what I'm saying, but not what the reason behind why I'm saying it. Now I'm not. I don't openly attack politicians and corporations without just cause, unless I can follow through with it. I also don't appreciate you trying to call my audience stupid. If any, honestly, the majority of the messages I get, it seems like I have a rather intelligent audience. Now, in regards to America being an allegory, it isn't the case. I use it as a metaphor. Yeah, you're right. I do use uh, this. I do use apocalyptic references quite often. Um, this show was always about the death of America as we know it. It's a sort of apocalypse in a way. It's not entirely built. It's not... I mean, it's... Now, I... And it wasn't even necessarily intended to be biblical in nature. However, does the death of America factor into the biblical apocalypse? Potentially. I mean, I'm convinced that everything plays a part. And America being the global leader for well over a hundred years of the planet, I am sure that the death of America will play a part in the apocalypse whenever that happens. 
Now, I'm glad, you know, as far as my car goes, I'm glad my pain entertained you. I mean, yeah. However, there is an update coming soon, later this week. I now know who towed my car to Virginia and why. And yes, it does involve the Antichrist. And that is all I'm going to divulge on that for the moment. Anyways, that's the show for this week. I didn't expect the, the emails that I was going to get after advertising the inbox, most of them to be as harsh as they were. However, you know what? That's fine. Bring it on. I'm ready. Twitter.com slash Captain Insanos. Captain Sino Cocaine at ProtonMail.com or InsaneIsland.Freeform.net. Stay woke, stay hungry, and God bless America.